Hi, everybody. Uh, we are live, and we have an awesome guest today. Um, this is Kaylee Hernandez, and um, we met Kaylee. We went to an awesome artisan fair in L.A. called Jackalope, and we didn't meet Kaylee, um, but we met Kaylee's mom, and whose name is Lin Lindsay. Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And um, Kaylee's booth was gorgeous, and you'll see why um, as we talk about it. But um, so we talked to Lindsay, and we said we need to meet your daughter, and we need to interview your daughter, and we need to have your daughter's products in our subscription box. So she hooked us up, and uh, so we have interviewed Kaylee. We have not found the right box yet, but we think we have an idea that we will talk to Kaylee about <laughs> later. Um, so Kaylee has a company called Roho Goods, and she basically, um, she was in Uganda at an open market, and she found a pair of sandals and fell in love. And from that, she launched this amazing business. Um, she teamed up with a Kenyan woman whose name is Lydia, and she launched this company. Um, and it really focuses on social change and empowering women. And um, all the profits are profits, some of the profits from Roho go to fund artisan development, women's and environmental initiatives in Kenya and the United States. And beyond the incredible um, products that she normally sells, the sandals and all these other great things, she's been making these beautiful masks, which you may have seen Billy Best modeled one on her a post she did. There's <laughs> um, my mask. Here's another one. They're double-sided. Um, Here's mine. One. Yeah, this one is a beautiful purple. Oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're absolutely beautiful. And um, so you, I love this one because it's the Passionistas Project colors. And I don't know if you purposefully sent that to us or not, but <laughs> it, it's kind of worked out that way. Uh, my alma mater is Northwestern <laughs> University, and they're purple. And oh, all of my um, the Northwestern alum bought the purple ones. So it's worked out really nicely. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, they're they're gorgeous, and they're really. I have to say, I've been ordering some masks from different people, and this is the only one that fits and mm -hmm. is lightweight, so you're not like instantly too sweaty, and it's beautiful, and it um, it's comfortable. So well, I'm so happy to hear it. that. Yeah, I I love it. It's my I never thought I would say these words, but it's my favorite face mask. <laughs> That's a compliment of the highest order right now. <laughs> the things that you never knew you needed. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly, tell us, tell everybody the Rojo story because it's such an amazing sure. Story. Well, Amy, first off, you did such a beautiful job. You are hired into the Rojo team right now. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. Of course. Um, so this whole crazy business got started when I was actually in college. I got the original idea, like Amy mentioned, when I was walking through a craft market in Uganda. And, you know, these aren't the most beautiful of places. They're kind of dusty, cracked concrete floors. You get the idea, but something beautiful and sparkling caught my eyes. And it was a pair of these fabulous beaded leather shoes. And um, I, my first words were new shoes to be completely honest. So it just felt like a perfect marriage of 
the things first I words love. you ever spoke as a as, yeah as new a... shoes uh, wow. so here I am with a, a shoe and a, an accessories company so wow. long story short at Rojo we're committed to three things to so our beautiful products our ethical work and our economic empowerment. And we do that. My background was in um, international development in specifically in East Africa. And so I saw time and time again that there was an incredible amount of talent that existed in this area and just few opportunities. And so at Rojo, we are committed to sharing these beautiful products with our consumers here in the US and ensuring that we are doing right by our artisans as well. So we pay our artisans 50% higher than the industry standard. Uh, half of our workshops are fair trade certified. Um, and if they're not fair trade certified, we're working towards that certification and they're implementing the same standards. And then we're also committed to sending our artisans children to quality schools in the area. And that is because when we've spoken with our artisan groups, we've said, what do you need? What does your, do your families need to be raised up? Um, to ensure that your children have more opportunities than you do. And time and time again, the answers have always been education, invest in our children's education. So we, the longer you work with Rojo, the more of your children we send to school. And we want to ensure that our artisans get to choose the local schools that they send their children to based off of, you know, what's, what's accessible for, for them. And at the same time, you know, distance-wise, location-wise, and also ensuring that um, they can choose top-notch schools in the area as well to send their children. I love that. You're amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't feel, I don't feel amazing. I just was mentioning, I was like, I got out of bed, I put my hair in a braid, and this is, this is where we are today. So we're all doing our part in different ways. (laughs) Hey, you know, we're showing up. That's, we're showing up. (laughs) Exactly. So now, how is how is the virus affecting your artisans right now? It's not to kind of drag down the mood, but it's pretty okay. it's hit Kenya pretty hard. Um, so there's a couple yeah. things going on right now. Um, if you look at just basic news outlets on what they say the situation is in Kenya, you'll see very few reported deaths or, or infections, but that's actually not the situation on the ground. Um, there's there are reports that the government is really controlling how much is being reported about, you know, infections and um, and the caseloads and things like that. Um, Kenyan hospitals don't really have the ability to um, handle what could be a very serious issue. Um, and on top of all of that, so just thinking about Nairobi, Kenya's capital. So they have the largest slum in Africa, if not the world, um, and it's called Kibera. So this area, some of our artisans live there. Uh, it's 2.5 million people live in 2.5 square kilometers. So people are basically living, you know, in such in incredibly close proximity. So there is, it's just the transmission rate there is going to be unbelievable. And on top of that, um, people cook on kerosene stoves in Kibera, which means that they already are at a disadvantage because using those kerosene stoves um, impacts your lungs. So there's questions about how, if and when, if it's not already in Kibera and it's kind of difficult to get reports, um, what that's going to look like for our artisans. On top of that, um, our artisan groups have had to work in skeleton crews. So essentially what that means is they're allowed to be open, but only with a certain number of them at a certain time. And because there's no tourism, 
in Kenya at this point anyway, which is another channel that our artisan groups sell their goods, um, they much of their incomes have dried up as a result. All right, I'm just gonna keep adding the bad news, but then I will tell yeah. you this at the end. But okay, so yeah. we're gonna just keep layering it up. Yeah. Okay, so it's scary. Um, and there's serious food insecurity. Um, the Kenyan government has been given funds to distribute to needy people. Um, you know, kind of like our the government checks that have gotten distributed in the US, although definitely not to the same amount, those funds have kind of disappeared. Um, so that's looking kind of weird. Um, and then East Africa is facing the largest locust plague that it has faced in 70 years, which means um, rural farmers, their crop yields are just getting absolutely decimated. So in from now, um, over the next few months, we're going to see what these yields actually look like. And there's talk that this could lead to serious food shortages, if not um, famine all over East Africa. So we're talking Somalia, um, Uganda, Kenya, South Sudan, um, areas that are relatively fragile to begin with and just are not going to um, benefit from having something like this happen, especially as food prices will inevitably increase. Um, and people incomes are already decreasing. Um, and most of these people work, you know, hand to mouth. So it's, um, it's a very worrisome situation for Kenya in general. And then one more thing on top of all of that is that there's Kenya is facing some serious flooding right now as a result of the rainy season that's just coming. So it's like biblical at this point, all of like, the yeah. stuff yeah. that's going on in Kenya. And it's, and I'm not saying all the, I mean, it's hard because, you know, when I first heard all of this, um, and I was, you know, I'm talking with my artisans, especially as everything with coronavirus was happening. And they were like, look, we, three quarters of our artisans, so 300 of the 400 artisans we're working with are food insecure. And that means them and their families are not quite sure. Um, their incomes have been sliced, right? And um, so there's not, it just is leading to some serious insecurity. And on top of that, I mean, at Rojo, and I totally understand in the US, we, we rely on US consumers to buy our goods, which then ensures that we're able to support our artisans um, with so, so much insecurity. Um, you know, sandals and handbags and jewelry, while they're gorgeous and beautiful, it's not necessarily on people's mind at this point to buy. You know, people are kind of waiting to see what's going on. Um, there's, there's a lot more saving going on if those funds are even available. Um, so that was kind of the dark situation that we were presented with, you know, six weeks ago. And um, so the next time I get cranky that my Wi-Fi is slow, I should just suck it up, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. I just goddamn Zoom. It puts things into perspective for sure, yeah, but it's also yeah. hard because, like, I also don't want to. Like, there are things totally worth complaining about here too, and so it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> I a guess lot. is the easiest yeah. way to put it. So, um, so you said there was good news, though. What's the good news? There is good news. There is good news. Okay. <laughs> so, what happened was, to be completely honest, um, given all that information that I just kind of shared with you, um, for the first few weeks of coronavirus and with you know Rojo sales plummeting and several of our events getting canceled, where we usually make a bulk of our income at this time, um, I was pretty depressed. I, you know, I got up and I walked the dog, and that was a good day. Um, and then my mom came to me and she said, look, this is not 
and I work on this project with my mom. I, I started it, but she's the one who actually has business knowledge. So she's the one I go to, to um, ask how you actually do things. And then I <laughs> still kind of get it wrong and, and go forward anyway. But um, we all do that. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> um, and she said, what, what are you doing? We, there are 300 artisans that need our help right now and we have the ability to actually do something. And I was like, look, no one's buying our products. I don't want, I don't feel comfortable pushing our products right now. It's not what people need. And she said, no, but we've been gifted and have bought a bunch of African fabric in our trips over to Kenya. So on the first trip that my mom took over to Kenya with me, and I'd been you know, over many times and lived over there, but on the first trip she came over to meet our artisans, um, they gifted her like eight yards of fabric. and. Um, and then I was looking and I had bought some like batik fabrics and some, I had some Kitenge fabrics that I always had this idea of, oh, I'll turn this into something. But I should say I'm not crafty, although funny, <laughs> funny to see how the story goes. But so this was just kind of like the situation. She said, look, we could, we could do something cool. People here need face masks and let's do something in order to support our artisans. So we got started. She created like a sample. So, so I don't know how to sew. We'll, we'll put that right off the bat. But we created these samples and um, I took a picture on the website, put them on the website. Um, and then within the first 24 hours, we'd sold like 60. Um, and let me just say that we had none made at that point. I like, <laughs> did you even like, know how to make them at that no, point? No, like, I, wasn't happy how they looked. I was like, look, we have to fix this and this and this. And then all of a sudden these orders keep coming in. And I was like, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. was just like, holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was amazing and then over the course of it, it's been about three weeks now we sold what is it almost 700 masks Whoa. um wow. and what we have said is that the profits from the masks go directly to our artisans to support their food security so in this time we've been able to send several thousands of dollars back to our artisans and ensure that they and their families are food and se food secure because right now we are looking at at least 1500 people um, who needed our help with you know accounting for our artisans and and their families many of these women most our moms have um, you know three to seven children on average so um, that is what we have been doing it's I will say this, wow. um, we, it has been a huge group effort. Um, so my, we, we're working on borrowed sewing machines. Um, we ran out of our fabric so quickly that we had to order more from other like African distributors that exist in the US, which is amazing. Um, we had to drive down to LA one day to go pick up more elastic because we ran out. We had to drive. So, so it's been like, there are many plates in the air as we have we have been um, kind of figuring out how to make these masks. We are getting much better, I will say. Um, and and yes, it's exhausting. And at the beginning, they were 15-hour days of mask making because we just had such large or, large orders to fulfill. And um, it's just I'm incredibly grateful to have to be in a community where. Um, first of all, people are willing to show up and help make masks. My grandma comes over every day and she's the one who flips the masks inside out so that we can sew them again. And, and my mom is the one who's sewing and I'm the one who's ironing and cutting. And then, you know, my boyfriend, when he gets home from work, I'm like, you have 50 masks to sew right now. So get going. Wow. You know? so it's like, <laughs> such a group effort. And then, you know, some friends of mine are like, if you give me fabric, I will pin for you. So yeah. there has been such an incredible outpouring of support in that way. Uh, and 
it's in you know a few weeks we've been able to in, to do something substantial in a community that needs it and so while while crafting isn't necessarily my forte um to those who are amazing <laughs> like i don't know how you guys do it because i just am like not a straight cutter i don't i just am pathetic but but we've been but like it's what it's so incredibly motivating to just know that while mask making may not be like the most glorious thing like it is doing something really really cool for our artisans yeah and you and you're protecting people here too i mean exactly we, we actually got a request to to show them again um because we were having yeah. some pixelation problems yeah but they're i mean i know that kaylee just they're said beautiful. all that stuff about how they're not professional like professional sewers and stuff and so they're you know figuring it out but the quality is amazing first of all yeah really well they're made. double layers they're reversible mm -hmm. they're totally reversible and the pattern is gorgeous we use yeah. all african fabrics in our designs yeah. so they're either kitenge wax prints or we use um which usually comes from nigeria um okay. and is as well as kente cloths is this pardon is this a wax yeah that's a wax um and then the that's other beautiful. side as well is a wax so. mm -hmm. yeah and how much are they and where do people get them uh, all of these masks are fifteen dollars, um, and they can be found on our website, which is roho r o h o goods dot com. Uh, they're on the front directly. And we on all the need masks now. We're all going to we have to wear masks for a really long time. So you can not only protect yourself, but you can help all of these amazing artisans in Kenya who are in such a horrible state. We all think we're in a bad place, but. We don't have locusts. Yeah. We don't flooding. have locusts. And yeah. yeah. And yeah. the best part is so the way that we have set this pro project up is um, we order kind of, you know, eight yards of a certain color of fabric. And when it's done, it's done. Right. So when you order more masks, they are totally different fabric designs. So here are some of the fabric designs I'm sitting on now. We have some like this. We're these oh, ones are pinned just so you can see we have this we have this oh that's we have beautiful the, yeah we have this one is obnoxious and fun so Love i just it. think that's that pretty. you know masks are going to be the the fashion statements for the next oh, year mm -hmm. at least and um yeah why not get one that matches your personality are you feeling sparkly and loud and coral are you feeling more muted and tribal who knows right yeah <laughs> yeah i love i love how the different sides like this one's like really subtle and this mm -hmm. one even though it's black and white is fun you know so, and, mm -hmm. and yours, the one you have now that's a orange and purple is the same way yeah it's beautiful yeah beautiful yeah um, and those are passion take project colors passion yeah, project colors nice i love that yeah and Amy, i love it's amazing they are all cotton and yes they're washable which is okay. the best thing about them machine, Two, machine wash? yes machine wash is fine we usually recommend hand drying, but um, I'm okay. sure they would survive a dryer too. Yeah, perfect. Um, and we will yeah. add the links in the comments after mm -hmm. the uh, chat is done, so everybody can just click on it, go straight, and order their masks. We're Amy, I love the the brown and white on your mask. That fabric is actually super special. We only had two yards of it, and it comes from a women's cooperative in. Ivory Coast, which was really cool. And I had bought it. Oh, I have one of those too. Women. Yeah, you yes, have that too now. That one, it's really, yeah. it's one actually one of my favorites. I know it's a more muted so fabric, but um, it was really cool. I actually bought it locally from a woman who um, 
runs a fabric store and I like emailed her and was like, what African fabrics do you have? And she was like, I only have this one from the African coast, Ivory coast. And I, um, and I told her a little bit about what we were doing and she gave it to us at like a steep discount wow. because she was like, it's amazing what you're doing. So, it's wow. so beautiful. Yeah. So, I was excited. There's some good. So great. It's so funny. Nancy ordered, I thought we were going to order together and then Nancy ordered. And I was like, what <laughs> you ordered? So then I ordered. I jumped the gun. So then I ordered, and then we. Then she was like, "Well, I have two of the same." I'm like, "All right, I'll trade you for that." So there you go. Perfect. Start trading the. You can mix them. Yep. I'll, I'll also say one of the. The new baseball the, card. Yeah. Oh my god, it's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. I love it. And realistically, we just placed an order for like a hundred more yards of fabric because oh, wow. I envision this being around for a long time and. Um, and it, we're pitching, we pitched this idea to a couple of journalists who might pick it up. So you might Good. hear about us in Good. BuzzFeed, HuffPost, and oh, entrepreneur.com. So send Excellent. good vibes. Excellent. Well, you <laughs> definitely Excellent. the word. Anybody who can help spread the word about these, whether please. you order one yeah. or not, please spread the word because it's amazing. And for those of you who joined late and didn't hear me, I've been buying a lot of masks. This is the only one I like. It's comfortable. It's lightweight. It's not too hot, but it's still you still feel protected. It's really big. It covers your whole, like it goes under your chin and yeah. over your nose. Mm -hmm. Like you see so many people yeah. talking on the news and it's like the mask just starts to slip down and you're mm -hmm. like, no, this stays <laughs> up when you're talking. So tell yeah. anybody who knows anybody at CNN or MSNBC mm -hmm. who wants to buy apps <laughs> for their journalists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody, every journalist yeah. should have one of these because Anderson Cooper should be wearing these. Yeah. Oh, it would yes. almost make him look more handsome if that's possible. I know, all those eyes. The <laughs> fabric is blue that would make his eyes. Oh, man, yes, it'll work for blue. I will say two things about the masks too. If you have a small face, this week we are mm -hmm. coming out with kids' size and just small face masks. Um, so those will be out this week as soon as I finish up this uh, big order that's coming out. And I also wanted to say that each mask we've qual we've quantified it out. Each mask provides twenty five meals for an artisan or their family. So wow. just to put it into just like a quantifiable number, that's yeah. that's what that looks like. Um, Oh, for those of you amazing. who, yeah, well, I just, I thought that, you know, realistically, what does, what does supporting an artisan look like? It looks like 25 meals right. and it's just something you can mm -hmm. kind of, it's easy to remember uh, if you buy four masks, right. it's a hundred meals and that's a, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. A, a friend amazing. of mine. Oh, I love, I'm glad to hear about the kid sizes because this, I ha like Amy said, I've bought a few masks too and I have a really, really tiny head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, and these these definitely fit better than any other masks for me. They, yeah, they you can snug. always tie them in the back. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I love the fact that you're coming out with kids masks because those yes, price get yes. better. Yeah, or <laughs> um, those if they're too big for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, a friend of mine contacted me. Uh, I guess it was a week and a half ago, um, and she said that a friend of hers was volunteering at Bellevue Hospital in New York City, uh, first responder. And because a lot of the volunteers at the time didn't have access to proper PPE. Um, so they mm -hmm. were using, I mean, sometimes nothing, sometimes just whatever. Um, and so she called me and said, can you get 75 masks out by tomorrow? 
and let's overnight them to New York City. So she bought 75 masks from us that then directly went to these first responders in New York City. And it got us thinking, are there other organizations and nonprofits that might need masks at this point? And is there a way that we can start um, a program through Rojo to gift masks? So consumers can mm-hmm. pick an, one of our partner organizations to gift a mask to a place in need. Um, so just right. to share a little bit about our three partners, we're working with locally because we're based in Santa Barbara, California. So we found one local partner uh, called Doctors Without Walls, also known as Santa Barbara mm-hmm. Street Medicine. And so they'll be distributing these masks to, to vulnerable homeless populations um, in their weekly rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, studies have of course shown they're an incredibly vulnerable population right now, and they're going to be hit incredibly hard by coronavirus. Um, so we just want to ensure that our friends experiencing homelessness are kept safe. Um, second, we partnered. We I'm sorry, we partnered with the MD Anderson Cancer Center based in Camden, New Jersey, and there they expressed a desperate need for 4,000 cloth masks because Mm. they have N95s for their cancer patients as well as those who are in direct contact with them. But there's a need for people who also work in the hospital who don't necessarily have direct contact with these patients um, Mm. to use masks that aren't necessarily the N95. They want to save them for as long as they can. So we have also partnered with with them at MD Anderson. And then third, we've partnered with Second Harvest based in New Orleans, which is an area that's been hard hit, of course, by coronavirus as well. And they're they're a local food bank and they will be distributing the masks to those who work um, in the food kitchens and also those who are distributing food aid because they're not getting the proper N95 masks. um, And they've noticed that there's been a severe decrease in the number of people who have um, volunteered as a result of people being scared about passing on, um, passing on the virus or getting the virus. Um, and, and so it's just ensuring there's a sense of safety amongst people, especially as food aid is becoming, um, more and more important right now as there's job insecurity and things like that. So those are our three partners for those of you who may have masks, but are looking for other ways to support. Awesome. That's if you're amazing. if you're looking for any other partners, let us know because we have a couple of ideas. Yeah. yeah, please let us. I'm always I'm always looking for more partners. We're happy to add them into the mix. We have committed, regardless of how many we sell through the website, we've committed to giving each of our partners a hundred masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you know, hopefully we, um, you know, enough people donate them to account right. for that. But if not, I mean, we're still we're still wanting to do our part for these partners, and um, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Someone commented that the Native American reservations need masks too. Yes, the Navajo Nation would be incredible. That would be okay. <laughs> On my to do list. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. By tomorrow, she, she's yeah. so good. Like by tomorrow, she'll be like, oh yeah, we got a partner. <laughs> I will say it was it was um, harder than I thought to initially find partners because areas that need these masks desperately aren't answering the phones because they have a million other things going on. So it took me a couple of days to solidify the first partners. Yeah. Um, and it was something I wasn't expecting, but obviously there's they have bigger problems than answering the phone right now. But they must have been so happy when they found out what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, to be able to do even something right now, even something 
I don't know, even if I'm just cutting fabric for 15 hours, it just, it feels like we're moving towards something Yeah, um, that's just going to be beneficial for, for mm-hmm. all. And, and realistically, the only way we are all going to get through this is together. Um, yeah. yeah socially distance and in our rojo masks but yeah you might as well look good while you're doing it. <laughs> what what um what is it about your upbringing or about you as a person that makes you just so wanting to give back do you do you like can you look at something in your life and go oh well this happened and so i want to um I'd say that, you know, I grew up in a lot of privilege and, and then my family in the 2008 crash, we, we lost it all. And so I went from just not even understanding anything. And also of course, being young to learning very quickly what, what it's like to grow up in the real world. Um, And it made me just realize look like we are we are really fortunate to be here in the u.s where there are safety nets and you know i still was going to a good high school at the time and there was you know there was there were still opportunities for me to excel um and i could only imagine what it looked like for other people where those didn't exist right um and and i also noticed at the same time how much easier it was in high school for friends and peers to do things that I was restricted in doing, um, like learning how to navigate the financial aid applications, you know, and having a mom who's a single mom and working and doing everything she could, but me being really limited in the time I had with her. Cause you know, she was, she was busy, um, keeping food on the table and, and ensuring that we were all safe and healthy. So it, it just, my experience was painful, but I was like, at the end of the day, it could have been so much worse. So what does that look like for other people? Yeah. And then what you, tell us what brought you to Africa initially. You know, it's funny because um, I'm Mexican American. And so my dad was like, why Africa? Why didn't you go to somewhere in Latin America? What, like, what are you doing? But in college, I just got really pulled, sucked in really quickly to the African studies department that my university has. It's a really strong African studies department. And then a mentor of mine um, focused on Africa. So it just, in that way, it just kind of was meant to be. And I also realized that it's an area that's often ignored. Um, and there's incredible opportunity to, opportunity there that's just not being realized it's kind of i don't know sometimes it seems like we treat it as treat you know africa as a homogenous place and it's not you know like i work in kenya and i've spent most you know my my career or whatever you want to call it in east africa um so i don't i don't know it just seems like we treat okay here's the us here's canada here's india africa and right. um so i just thought well what if i could share some beautiful things that Kenyan people are doing and um, and kind of see how it's differentiating them from the rest of the rest of the co- continent, which is also producing some beautiful things too. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those beautiful things nearby that you can show people? Well, here are these baskets. Are, well, 
are Rwandan. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that. So pretty. Um, I also, if you wait here, I will get yeah, you the coolest wait. thing that I want to import. They oh. are so <laughs> cute. I'll get them. Okay, cool. So everybody, yeah. thank you for being here, everybody, and please uh, ask questions, leave yeah. comments, give us yeah. a yeah. thumbs up and hearts. If you go to rohogoods.com, you can see these gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous beaded leather sandals oh and God. jewelry and so everything is so, so pretty. We're going to put something in our box coming up soon. Yeah. Very soon. So these are a love it or hate it thing, but they're all warthogs that have been made out of leather, or I'm sorry, out of um, metal. Oh, I love And they they use scrap pieces of metal. Oh my God. And I think they're the coolest things. They're just made from these like industrial guys. Oh, those are so great. <laughs> so I have a little guy, that's the baby. And then oh, here's the baby. Oh. He's my How heavy is it? Is it heavy? <laughs> He's heavy. I, I could only fit one in my suitcase back. Yeah. He oh can be kind of used as a weapon. So there's just <laughs> like random cool things that you, yeah, that I've come across in my travels. And I'm like, this would look so cool in a garden. He's by yeah. my fireplace. But these, this, like, they're just fun and yeah. ingenious. So Things like that, do you just find those in a market? Or now that you have these connections to artisans, do they turn you on to other things? Um, I think I just really like to shop, which is part of what got me into row. Um, you know, those actually are kind of, it, it kind of resulted for me living in, in Nairobi. And people kind of, we, I drove by them every day because I drove by, by, it's on this place called Ngong Road. It's like this big road and I would travel on it multiple times a week and I would always drive by and they had little monkeys and little things and I would always just kind of peek and look over and it's mostly that I'm nosy and um, <laughs> love everything about Kenya and was like, well, we could bring these back. These would be really beautiful here. So those are like the things I always have in my in my head that I want to bring back. But obviously the shoes are, I'm biased, but the shoes are stunning. We have our bags that are beautiful. Actually, you can, probably can't see them. There's some, right there are some cowhide clutches that have been hanging on my mirror that I need oh, to take wow. pictures of. Can you go of. grab one? Can you go grab one? Yes. <laughs> Do you have any sandals that you can grab? Yeah, I will. This is like the I should have prepared we better. We can wait for you. We, we okay. can <laughs> So we have our cowhide clutches that I just added a chain on for the first time. Beautiful. So these, yeah, you can see the back. I love the um, chain. Yeah. I know the chain's fun. It's just we had these clutches originally without the chain, yeah. and then people were like, "But how do you hold it?" And that was a good point. So, <laughs> so, why they call it a clutch? <laughs> yeah. And so then we, I just think like, like the craftsmanship that comes out of East Africa is just beautiful. Like the products they have, and you know, I've seen my job at Rojo being one where I kind of translate what sells well in the U.S. Um, with the talents and skills that exist over there. Um, yeah. You know, this, the cowhide they have over there is beautiful. And, you know, factory farms don't exist in the same way they um, exist in the U.S. So, you know, we only work with with government-approved tanneries, and they're all kind of, cattle are kind of purchased in small batches. It's not um, quite the same processes in the U.S. But, you know, every part of the cow is used in 
in the process, right? So meat is of course eaten, cowhide and leather we use in our products. And then some of the cow bones are used in some of the jewelry in our line as well. So we're just trying oh, to use, um, use everything and ensure nothing's going to waste. And if the meat is already eaten, being eaten locally, you might as well do something cool like a beautiful clutch yeah. or whatever. We have a suggestion to add add a strap on the back to slip your hand through. See, it has this. Oh, yeah, perfect. But but it also we also talked about adding like a a strap here. Right. Honestly, oh, yeah, like anyone with suggestion suggestions, feel free to shoot them over because I am my background is not product design. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but like I we get great design, we get great suggestions from people and mm -hmm. luckily we work with such great artisan groups that are very responsive and willing to try new things, even though half the time they think my ideas are crazy. They're like, You want that color of shoe or whatever? <laughs> like it's so boring. I'm like, No, trust me, it'll it'll be fine. But <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea how many pairs of shoes you've sold? Thousands. Um, I don't have an exact number, although I think my business advisor would be annoyed that I didn't know that. So don't tell him. Part out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't go on Shark Tank unless you're yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know, exactly. I, when I go on Shark Tank, I'll be more prepared. How about that? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, Laurie would love you. Mm. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So um, how many times were you going to Africa before all this happened? Like how many times a year? So it depended. Uh, when Rojo got, first got started, I was living in East Africa. So I was living in Nairobi. Um, and before that, I was living in Tanzania. And then I moved back to the U.S. and would travel back and forth about twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of depends, though, on the needs, like what we're selling a lot of. Um, you know, minimum, I want to, I want to be in Kenya once a year, showing my face, looking at what's working with our artisan groups, what's not. We host quality control sessions. Um, and that's because, you know, realistically, um, there are different, the U.S. has different standards for quality control than you would in Kenya. Um, so I have a, the nice but not na nice nickname in Swahili of Mwanamke Mkali, which means tough woman, because I'm like, <laughs> no guys, this will not fly, or this will fly, or whatever so they're always like oh we like Kaylee but she's tough, she's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my you know that's my job that's why I go in and uh, you know and we pick these artisan groups because they're incredibly talented and there's a need in the area and um and because we expect a lot of our artisans you know with our shoes we want to ensure my first pair of shoes um has lasted me five plus years um and we want that to be the case for all of our products you know we want uh people to appreciate that there's a story there's a soul hands were involved in the making of this product and you can see that and appreciate that and and we also want them to last forever so you know with all of our shoes we guarantee them for a year although generally like they last a lot longer but it's just because like as we're working out the kinks of our quality control we don't want our customers to to suffer as a result you know we um we take great pride in well, I take great pride in their work. They take great pride in their work. Uh, and we want to just ensure that Rojo's here to stay um, through even a damn global pandemic. And so we're we're always here to um, adapt and um, improve. It's here to stay. You, you're going to yeah. thrive Definitely. when all this is over. Um, 
the warthog is going to last more than five years. Oh, that's warthog forever. If there's ever a robber in my house, I'm going to throw the warthog at him because it's like solid. What if she doesn't kill him? They will impale him with this. Oh my God. I know. What should dog think of the warthog? Um, he's. He has a lot of opinions about everything, unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think it, this would hurt him. Yeah. Realistically. I do remember I was bringing this through um, one time and in Kenya, like when you go through security through to the airport, you have to first, before you um, actually like check in, you have to go through security and they go through your bag and everything. It makes no sense, but whatever. So we did it and they like, they scanned my luggage and then they like took it back and they scanned it again and they made me open it and we're like, what is that? And I was, they're like, why would you buy that? And I'm like, honestly, I think they're so cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What, we're getting a request that you make tough woman t-shirts. Oh, maybe I should get it tattooed on my face too. <laughs> it would be Mon cool though to have it in, was it Swahili? Is that what you said? The, the, what, the, mm -hmm. what like have that. So on the, yeah. on the in Swahili, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. That should be like our saying, shouldn't it? Yes, yeah. it should. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm saying you. Know, this isn't like I get my best ideas from other people. Yeah, can <laughs> no. I can I take that? Yeah, of course. Well, let's see whose comment it was. Uh, I think it might have been Lisa Barbosa, and I'm sure she would be happy. To take that, whoever if whoever said it, tell Kaylee it's okay for her to please. <laughs> I'm sure Lisa Barbosa would be thrilled. Yeah, it probably was Lisa. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Lisa. Brilliant idea. I'm going to figure out as soon as I get off this, I'm going to, as soon as we get off the Facebook Live, I'm going to give my mom a call and say, how do we incorporate Monamke and Kali into, yeah. into Rojo? I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we should do a line, a uh -huh. line called the Tough yeah. Woman Line. Totally. Yeah, I love it. Love oh, it. Because pretty soon there's going to be a vice president female vice president nominee. So the, the I know. women power thing is going to flare up again. Yep. yep. Thank God. <laughs> so you mentioned um, craft fairs and stuff earlier, mm -hmm. and they're obviously most of those are being canceled right now. Are you mm -hmm. taking part in any of the virtual craft fairs that are going on? Or yeah, like I am. We uh, participated in the Jackalope, which mm -hmm. is a fair that's in both Denver and Pasadena we participated in one of theirs it was kind of one of my first Facebook lives so it was very awkward but it was fun like it was very fun I just felt badly for people watching it but um <laughs> but I, and then I you know I recorded like an I am like a, an IMDB video so it's on their Instagram as well mm -hmm. um and then I'm trying to do some every weekly just updates um, mm -hmm. not necessarily selling products. It's not like a craft fair thing necessarily, but just right. to give everyone an update on what's going on in Kenya, because, mm -hmm. you know, the situation's pretty volatile and, um, not to bring everyone down, but more to talk about, like, here's what's going on in Kenya. Here's how many masks we've sold. Here's how much stability we've been able to provide. Um, mm -hmm. and then new, new updates that we have as a company. Yeah. That's awesome. I just saw that Beth Harrington, um, our sister, who I don't know has seen the mask, joined, and oh, I know she needs to see them. There's one person I know who would love these masks. Oh, she's probably seen Billy's. She's probably seen Billy's, but Beth. Beth, this Rojo, is for you. Rojo Goods. Here's mine. The reversible. It's going to be a whole. It's going to be a whole new industry too to be uh, face mask models. Oh, totally. You just have to have really good eyes. 
so is that like a compliment or not a compliment like you have a face mask mom like <laughs> you have a face mask face <laughs> perfect face for face mask the, the teeth whitening business is going to plummet though because yeah. yeah. anybody's mouths anymore um I think it's fascinating. I don't know if it came across when you were telling your story, but I think it's fascinating that you have started this all so young and with no experience in business. So you were talking about your mom and how she helped you, mm -hmm. but it also seems like you've, you're part of like a network of women in Santa Barbara who yeah. really help each other. So can you kind of talk about how you've used networking business groups to help you and how that's really helped during this time. Sure. So I started Rojo when I was 23, 24, something like that. Um, and I will say I, my background wasn't in business. You know, I was living in East Africa working for nonprofits. Uh, so had a background in development, well, what a couple years of work experience, but uh, you know, my, my education was in, um, international development and, you know, working on the ground in, in Africa. So no business knowledge whatsoever. Um, but I will say I am a shameless, can I buy you coffee and pick your brain person? So that was huge at first, um, just getting any insights I could and advice. And I found that if you're willing to reach out and ask if, so long as someone's not too busy, like people love to share knowledge. If anyone ever asks me for you know, to, to talk about their business idea or whatever. I love it. It's like, it's so nice to like tell someone else what to do without having to do any of it yourself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best part. Uh, so that, that helped at first. And then as I was through one of these coffee introductions, I was told, Hey, there's this nonprofit locally called women's economic ventures. Um, and this group, they really support women entrepreneurs. And I was at the point in my business where it was like, I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know the questions I needed to be asking or what I needed to be doing. And so I took a business class through them and it wasn't like, it was very practical based off of Rojo and my business ideas. And so at the end of it, I mean, I will say a lot of business stuff is kind of practical like it it just makes sense um the way it works so i would say more than anything i just gained confidence after taking the business class like oh okay i, I like probably could have figured that out and i just didn't know um so that was part of it and then from there i started networking and there was a huge network of other you know mostly women but other entrepreneurs who um were just starting out and that's where I met a good friend of mine named Claudia Cordova, Cordova Papa who you guys know mm -hmm. she is such a rock star just beautiful soul and also just a continuous cheerleader uh so when I'm like that was a really shit day and um I might have lost my business today you know with coronavirus stuff or whatever she's just there to spitball off of and I'm so grateful for for her yeah. and she brought me into a, a mastermind um, do you and your um, viewers mostly know what a mastermind is, or do you want me to tell, kind of tell everybody? I don't. It's such a new concept to us, and and I don't know if everybody else knows. Sure. So a mastermind, it's kind of like a group of people who you talk exclusively about your business 
with, and it's sort of like an accountability group. So you meet, you know, every week, every month, whatever you decide. And usually you talk about uh, your, the strengths of your business at that time and challenges you're having. And you work with the group to kind of come up with solutions to them, as well as to come up with an action plan for what you're going to do next. So by the time you meet the next time, you know, oh man, I have to get those things off my list because I told my mastermind group that I was going to be doing that. So Claudia brought me into her mastermind group, which are all women who are like successful and huge in business. And just like when she first invited me to the group, I was like, this is uh, no, <laughs> they're, they're so, they're so much further along. Like they're so, I don't know. They're so much more successful, whatever. I was having this big imposter syndrome, but they have raised me to their level and they've been um, so encouraging and not, you know, I was worried that they would kind of, I don't know, look down on me for being the youngest one and the one who had the smallest business. And, um, but they weren't like, they have just really raised me to their level. And it just makes me realize, oh my gosh, I'm a legitimate businesswoman, even at 27 or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> I think that's well, all they, they, were the, they were the smallest, <laughs> they were the smallest ones at one point. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'll say uh, about mastermind groups, it often works really well if you are all in slightly different industries. So there's no competition in any way. Right. Um, and it just brings a different perspective into the mix. Yeah. So um, this mastermind group, we meet monthly, although right now we're meeting weekly because it's just, you know, we could all use a little support. And we're talking a little bit less about business and more just how we're coping with what's going on. Um, there's always a glass of wine involved. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's kind of, so it's, it's a support group. We show up for each other, you know, in celebrations, if people are winning an award, we show up to that. Um, and that's a little different than some other mastermind groups. It just kind of depends what parameters you want to set for yours. Yeah. But for us, it's been a group where they show, we show up for each other in when we have the capacity to do so. Right. That's awesome. I love that. That's such a great and just so you know, while we were talking, you made a sale. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I can't see your name, but I appreciate Steph, it. And our Beth Harrington. Thanks, Beth. Oh my gosh, Beth, you let me know what color you want. If you like this, these ones. I oh, that looks like totally Beth. Is that Beth? Totally Beth okay. Colors. I just noticed that okay. Gray Delisle just joined, and Gray is one of our most fashionable friends. So I just want to show Gray Delisle if you're still watching. Yes, Gray should uh, see them. Check these out. Aren't they yeah. pretty? And very they're reversible. Nice. And, so they're nice. very, and they're and they're she's coming out with children's sizes too, yep. right? And they were the fabulous oh, ones. Yes. Just wanted to make sure you saw them. Um yep. somebody's asking what Roho stands for. Roho is a Swahili word that means spirit or kindness, mm -hmm. which is what we say we're all about. Um we're you know, I didn't start this company to be a, a millionaire because realistically, I probably would have quit by now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing it because, we, you know, we're in we are all about, you know, women supporting other women, just like you at Passionistas are. And that's why I think we just vibe so well is that, you know, we it's about rising people, raising people up. It's about acknowledging that while there is competition, we're not in competition with each other. We're here to support one another. Um, abundance, there is enough. Uh, and we we want to just do right by by our consumers and by our, by our artisans. Mm -hmm. 
Well, so, I have yeah. to admit, I was super cranky this morning, and having this conversation <laughs> with you has lifted me up. I, I know. Feel, me too. Feel, Thank you. Now it's me like, too. okay, now I can get some stuff done today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, my gosh. Well, I am, I am glad, and I feel the same way. You know, I talked to you before and was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't know how I was going to get through today. But you know what? Each day there are little, like, even throughout all this craziness, there are little things that just are really, they're like nuggets of good that yeah. just keep, at yeah. least for me personally, keep getting me through. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched that Some Good News, John Krasinski. Oh, seen some of it. Yeah. I just cry with a glass of wine and just watch that. And that's like, it's like cathartic. I watched so like, the, um, the the office wedding thing they oh. did the other. Yep, that one got Definitely. me. That one so got good. me good. <laughs> so funny. I love him. Anyway. So it's like I love. Him. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Even like even amongst all of this craziness, there are good things happening, and there are yeah. people trying to do good, and mm -hmm. those are that's kind of what we have to hold on to right now. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, that Rojo question came from Lisa Barbosa, who wanted to make sure that you knew she's our sister, the, the one that had the idea about the oh, Okay. She's, she's a sister, too. And she is brilliant. Yeah. Lisa, you're hired as well. She, made, she does crochet that is out of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so again, if, again, with the crafters, so impressed. Oh, she she can craft <laughs> the heck out of anything. You give her, yeah. a, you give her a gu, you know, gum wrapper and a ball of twine and you have know, like a chandelier. <laughs> exactly. Lisa, you are hired into into the mask workshop. We don't pay very well, I will say that, but you are hired. <laughs> I wish she had a sewing machine. She doesn't have a sewing um, so if all of this wasn't going on, or as soon as all of this is at a point where it's not going on anymore, what's like, what's your vision? What, what do you want to do next with Rojo? So we started this to set up uh, the Rojo nonprofit. And through the nonprofit, we were going to be, this sounds funny now, but we are going to be taking people to Kenya to introduce them to our artisans. Mm -hmm. uh, you would, you know, go into our, our sandal workshops on the coast of Kenya and you would design a pair of shoes with an artisan. Um, then you'd get to do the touristy things, you get to do the safari. And then, you'd go, oh, my dog was good until now, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, was, he was keeping it together, but. You talked about other animals. He's like, you're gonna go see other animals? Hey, all right. <laughs> Keep them, hey. Okay, well, I think he's a lost cause. Um, <laughs> So that was, so then, you know, we would travel down to the south of Kenya where our jewelry artisans are based. And so you would interact with this incredible Maasai community and these women, you'd learn how to bead. You, we would go on safari. Um, and so it would be about like the beauty that Kenya has to offer as well as the incredible craftsmanship coming out of this area. area. Um, and so, yes, that's been postponed a little while. Um, the nonprofit is still going forward. Um, so there are other ways that we're going to start channeling some of our giving to our artisans um, in a way that doesn't kind of double tax us because we're, you know, we give away a lot of money to our artisans, we get taxed on it. But so that's just kind of, I don't know, logistical things. So that was a big, that was a big project for this year, although that's kind of gotten tabled. So now we are at the point where we are adapting to the new normal and really trying to understand what are the needs of consumers going to be looking forward and what can our artisans how can our artists 
Hamilton's um, provide that for people because the face mask project has shown me, look, there was a huge need for face masks when we started this. Um, and people want to support our company, but there's going to be some pivots that need to happen um, realistically um, moving forward. And that's that's okay yeah. because we you know we're up for the challenge. Absolutely. Well, and everything, everything that Kaylee has is beautiful. Yes. If you go to her website, you're just going to get sucked in and mm -hmm. you're going to make a list for all the things you want to buy when you have money again. Yep. Oh my God. Honestly, our, uh, I just got an order of our totes, which are the cowhide totes. So similar to like, you know, the cowhide that comes on here, but we have them in like bucket bags oh. essentially. And they are always our best sellers, but right mm -hmm. now, like our artisans outdid themselves. And I know that, you know, maybe that's not necessarily a priority for right now, because to be completely honest, I haven't used mine. Although I love it and used to use it every day. I haven't used it in like a week because there's not really any place to go. Yeah. But, um, but when things do open up, um, they are just absolutely stunning. And if that is ever something you've been looking for, I always will do, especially right now, I'll do like a like a FaceTime where you can pick out your bag individually. A couple oh, friends of mine have done that because oh, they're cool. like, the styles are just so beautiful. And I feel like they not you like each color kind of matches a specific person. So you kind of have to find, mm. find your Cinderella shoe bag. Right. That's a good so idea good. for the, this whole, you know, cause that's like, it's great. It's easy to shop on Amazon, but yeah. it's like, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And, you know, besides the fact that, shopping with you is supporting so many great causes but right like to actually be able to like look and pick it out i love yeah. that, I love that. Yeah. although i have to say the fun of the masks was the surprise mm -hmm. was the surprise of the tab fabric it is the yeah because that's really cool and we're working hard now if you order multiple to send you a couple different options so Ooh, okay so, unless you don't want that in which case I've heard, you know, some families with kids are like, they have to all be the same because there's no I like the variety idea. I think that's yeah. it. And I also have to say, like, the prices are great. Yeah. You know, on everything, you know, but for, for what you're getting and mm -hmm. knowing the attention to detail, the, you know, years of experience mm -hmm. that go into every item that's made, it's like yeah. mind boggling. Everything is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank Absolutely. you. You guys get it. You are part of our tribe. We oh, love Rojo. Word. We love Rojo so much. I love passionistas. You guys have created <laughs> an incredible community of women who are supporting women and who are sharing good news. And and just it's it's really been cool to watch this project unfold. Although I know I'm kind of a little late to the game. I know you've been, been doing this for a while, while but. You've been here for a while. Yeah, we were happy like we got to introduce you to another one of our passionistas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who heard mm -hmm. who um Sarah Sarah who heard your interview and was like, I want to meet her. I was like, perfect. <laughs> you know? We're yeah. planning a cross promotion right now, actually. So oh, excellent. Oh good. Excellent. Yeah. Sarah Koo, who yeah. um, has a company called Kaya Essentials that are all coconut based. Oh my god. Here's a actually I actually I actually the put the um coconut balm in my hair today and it's like so so, oh, it's so nice. I yeah, was gonna say your hair um, looks stunning. It does. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, so Sarah brings in um, uh, products from well she brings in the, the uh, coconut oil and stuff from the Philippines. So she yeah. and Kaylee had that kind of international business woman thing in common. So they just met. 
So I'm glad to hear you guys are going to do something. Yeah, that's that. great. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing this is. I'm guessing this is Lisa Barbosa again saying little hand sanitizer holders. <laughs> Lisa, you are <laughs> full of good ideas today. Yes. Always. That's a great Always. idea. Every day. <laughs> um, I hate to say this, but I think it's time we have to wrap up. up. That went yeah. fast. I know. That was, was so was fun. So great for you to join us. We really, really hope that everybody goes and buys some masks. Rohogoods.com and check out R -O -O. all the other R -O -O. and uh check out all the other beautiful products there as well if you have a little extra money and you want to treat yourself summertime nothing like a good pair of beaded sandals mm -hmm. i know <laughs> show them off that will last show off the yeah. lack of a pedicure put your money aside for your um and your little metal sculptures too when those are available. oh my gosh yes, and start, and start saving money now and then by the time we can travel again we can do a passionistas trip i really want oh, to do that done oh. done you okay. guys would be so everybody so start saving your pennies yeah you're not going out mm -hmm. you're not going out to dinner anymore so put that money aside yeah. and we'll go on safari learn how to yeah. bead. i really want to learn how to bead yeah. it's so much harder than it looks i will say that oh, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. like you have to think of like how much counting they have to do to keep yeah perfectly. yeah i know and there's like two strings it's it like i oh. beaded a little keychain and it took me like an hour <laughs> like a keychain this big it took me an hour so they laughed at me the whole time <laughs> so tough now are you Excellent. well thank you again for those of you listening um thursday's live is going to be another unboxing <laughs> which are always fun and um and the tri trivia quiz that we threatened you with a few weeks ago we're going to do some trivia and there will be prizes so don't miss that. And then next Tuesday is Kate Anderson from I Fund Women, which is an amazing organization that helps women with um, a crowdfunding campaign, but also not just the platform for that. They give they give uh, tutorials and and training and coaching. So they're an amazing company. And and they so are. Um, we tagged you in this the other day, Kaylee. They are. Um, they've set up a special fund right yes. now too. Yes. That's really great. I saw so that. Thank you. I should check out that. Yep. And then in two weeks on the 26th, is it, Amy? We're doing a uh, knitting class with Annette Corsino Blair from uh, the Knitting Tree LA. So if you want to knit along with mm -hmm. us, you can go to the link that we posted the other day and buy a skein of yarn and some needles. And Annette's going to teach us how to make a trivet. Well, she's going to try and teach us, but she's going to try to. Teach you guys us. will all try to be able to pull it off, yeah. but we're not so good with needles, but we'll try. So that's what we got coming up. Um, thank you again, Kaylee, for joining us. We really thank appreciate you. it. We love you so much, and everybody, mm -hmm. stay safe, stay home, stay healthy, and stay passionate. See you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Kaylee. Thank you, guys. That was so fun. That was really fun. <laughs> one of these days we'll be able to see you in person <laughs> one big hug next yeah. time big yeah. hug thank you All guys right. I, have I a great day really i'm super grateful bye bye, -bye.